0: Welcome to the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, small business expert Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to CapBuilderTalk.com. Post comments on Facebook.com forward slash CapBuilder Network. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to another episode of Cap Builder Talk with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. Helping you build the capacity to change your life. Helping you to walk in your purpose. We started a new year. A lot of us have expressed the thoughts of wanting to get off to a great start. Got to change some things, people. You can't do the same things in 2018 that you did in 2017 and expect a different result. Tonight we're going to talk about looking for alternative ways of doing things with our business. We're going to be talking about alternatives for funding your business and also alternatives to marketing your business using more than the internet. Tonight my guests are Carl Agar, the host of Applied Service Group. He's going to discuss options for funding your business. There's a lot of ways to get this done. Then after you get your business funded, you got to get your message out by marketing. We have Robert Watson, CEO of Team Media Inc. He's going to discuss alternative ways of marketing your business by using more than the intranet. The Cat Builder Minute tonight is about having the right entrepreneur mindset. In order to make businesses work, you got to have the right mindset. I'm going to go over a few things that you can do to make sure you stay focused with the right mindset. I'm going to take a short break and start out with the Cat Builder Minute. After that, we're going to get into funding and marketing your business on the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show.
2: I'll be right back. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future
3: of kids like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend.
1: Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Cat Builder Radio Network. You are listening to the Cat Builder Minute Podcast. Tips and information on starting and growing a small business. The Entrepreneur Mindset. Before we begin working on developing a new business idea, I think it's important to have the right mindset. Let's talk about some topics that will help get you into the right mindset. First being, are you self-motivated? Do you have the right mindset? Small business revisited. Remember when your parents, uncles, aunts, relatives, and other friends had more than one job? One of my uncles worked on cars, my grandmother did hair, and other people did a variety of things to make money. They had a main job that they did during the day or night, and then had something else they did on the weekends and other free time. We have always been small business persons. We have always used our skills to take care of our families. Within the past few years, something has changed. People have been told that they only need an education, job, and a house, and a car, and they'll be living the American dream, a dream that has been recently shattered by the current economic situation. They've worked hard for other people, well, it's time to get back to the things that made this country what it once was. People working for themselves, working together to create a safe and secure life for their families. If you want to learn how to start and grow a business? Go to catbuildernetwork.com and click on CatBuilder Coaching Programs and pick one that's going to help you get your business started. This is Mark Farham, host of the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show on the Cat Builder Radio Network. Thanks for listening. Hi. Parham, your host of the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show, asking you to like us at Facebook at CatbuilderNetwork.com, LinkedIn at Marky e. Parham, and Twitter at Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. Join the network today. Let us help you start and grow your business.
0: Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Welcome
4: back, Cat Builder Talk. This is Mark Parham, and tonight we're going to be talking about alternative methods of funding and marketing your business. These are the two biggest areas when I meet with people in my coaching sessions, people understand how to fund their business or market their business. And I've had past shows where we've had traditional funding talks about going to banks and getting grants in different areas of funding your business. But tonight we're going to talk about some other methods of funding along with the existing methods. But the one thing you've got to do regardless of what method that you choose is you have to come, as they say, correct. You really have to have a plan, have your paperwork in order, because who's ever going to lend you this money? is very concerned about getting it back, just like you do when you lend people money. So you have to be able to demonstrate to them how you're going to put your plan together to repay this money. Now, sometimes we're going to talk about that tonight, long-term debt, and we're going to talk with Carl tonight about some short-term ways of doing this. So, Carl, I want to welcome you to the show this evening. I'm glad you could be here. I hear you're a really busy man.
2: Hey Mark, how's it going? Thanks for having me. All right.
4: So you're you're out of New York, correct?
2: Yeah, I'm between Atlanta and New York. I'm in New York right now. Thank goodness the weather is good. It's not snowing. Uh, they had a pretty bad winter up here. <laughs> so right now it's been sunny all day. You know, um, it's nighttime now, but it's good. It's about seventy degrees.
4: All right. Good deal. Good deal. So Carl, when I have people on the show, and I didn't tell you this. The first thing I'd like you to do is kind of do a pitch for your business, you know, your elevator pitch or your networking pitch when you go to an event. And I know you got a lot of stuff going on, so I think we're going to go with the Applied Service Group. And uh, however you want to do it, because it's your show, I want to hear what you've got to say. All
2: right, cool. Well, everyone, thanks uh, for having me. Uh, how are everyone doing tonight? Uh, my name is Carl Eggert, I'm a senior VP loan consultant with Applied Service Group. Uh, We're based out of New York and Atlanta. We do financing for small businesses, and we also do uh, modification and short-term negotiation for residential and commercial properties. But tonight we're talking about, you know, the financing portion of our business. I've been um, doing uh, loans, mortgages, financing for over 15 years. Um, And, you know, you always got to be ahead of the curve when you're in financing because it changes literally like almost every other day between uh, government restrictions, bank policies, and so on and so forth. But the bottom line is that when you own a business, whether it's small or large business, you always need some type of financing at one point just to get you through the rainy days or to even expand your business. So what we do at Applied Service School, we try to get ahead of the grain and find out who's lending, who's giving away money, and how we could get it into business owners' pockets today. Today we're talking about a product that's uh, a very good product and it helped out a lot of small business owners that's been uh, either cash-strapped or they want to get money right now to do stuff for their business. Um, alternative financing basically is something different from the traditional financing where you go to a bank like a Bank of America or Chase City Bank and you sit down with a, a loan officer or a business banker and you fill out applications to get uh, a line of credit or a business loan for the business. That's one thing. Another traditional financing, of course, is the SBA loans, where you get the 504 or the 7a loans for your business. And that's a little bit more time consuming because it's government backed. Uh, where once okay. you sit yes, uh huh.
4: And now tell me this: these other forms of loans, the SBA and the bank loans, and things. These are standard ways that people go after funding right now. Okay, there's different needs for funding. Is that would you consider those like more long-term funding? You know, it's uh, because you mentioned something. You know, people that need cash right now generally are trying to start a project or something like that. So, what's the difference in the type of funding we're going to talk about tonight versus the SBA type? Uh, or bank loan type funding?
2: Yeah, well, the bank type loans and the SBA loans, those are longer term uh, for, like, you know, someone that wants $50,000, $100,000, payback over five to ten years. What I'm talking about okay. today are working capital loans, merchant cash events loans, which are shorter term, but you can get money within 48 hours, which is great. So, for example, if someone has a uh, restaurant and he wants to buy some uh, equipment for his restaurant, and he wants to get it as soon as possible, or someone in a city where they had a really bad winter and things about to pick up, but they want to um, do some advertising. Um, these are great forms of financing because you can get it very quickly. Um, the working capital loans, how that works basically, is that if you're in a business that you're getting cash, checks, or visa every single day, what the banks do, and i say non-traditional banks because it's not your Bank of America or Chase or Citibank, but what these banks do is they go in there and evaluate your cash flow. They look at how much you're getting coming in on your uh, business bank accounts. And what they do is they come in there and basically lend based on the amount of cash that you get coming into your business. Um, it's not credit-driven. So basically they go in there, and they can go as low as 400 credit score uh, 500 credit score and get you money for your business within two to three business days. And it doesn't now have tell a me lot this. of... Pay-
4: tell me, hmm? Now, tell me this. How many months are they looking at? You know, are they are going to look at your bank account for the past three months or six months? What are they looking
2: for? Um, they look they look uh, as much as uh, three months, but I have some banks that could go into one month's worth of bank statements and could get you a loan just based on that. I have one bank that could get you a working capital loan of $25,000 in two days with one bank statement, and that's powerful because if you really want to get something right now, that's the way to go. For example, just a couple of months ago, a friend of mine has a hair salon, and she's renovating another hair salon. She needed $35,000 as soon as possible. I got her a $35,000 loan within 48 hours with one bank statement and one merchant account statement. And the merchant statements is basically uh, your visa and debit sales. So you're talking about where
4: she charged, where people paid her to do hair using uh, credit cards?
2: Yes, exactly. So how okay. that works is uh, basically... So, yes, let me just explain something real quick. How yeah, that works okay, basically with the merchant's uh, visa and debit cards is that when you go into a business and they swipe your Visa debit card, it goes into a processing system. What they do is they evaluate how much money you got in go into that processing system. And what the banks do is they'll take 10% of that until they get fully paid back within six months to a year.
4: So six months to a year. So it I mean, not trying to get too personal about your, the client you just worked with, she needed 35000 so what did her bank account have to look like in order for her to get that? I mean, did she have to show so much cash in the, on hand or what is she Or she just showed a lot of transactions? What made it so easy for her to get that loan?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for most businesses, um, when you're making over 10000 to $20,000, $25,000 in gross sales, and that's with your cash, checks, visa, debit, that can get you up to $35,000. On a, on a loan within 48 hours.
4: Wow. And you're saying this is just one lender. There's other lenders that do this for different types of situations, or how does that work, or is this just one you're working with right now?
2: Well, one that I'm working with, they go based on your uh, business bank account. So say if there's a, a business owner that doesn't take visa and debit, uh, but he has mm-hmm. a lot of cash and checks coming into his business, He could get a working capital loan. And how they get paid back is they deduct a small amount of money every day out of the business bank account until they get paid back. And they only debit their payment um, only on your working days. And so once um, they're paid back, then you're good. Most other banks still do the visa debit transactions. So what they do is they see how much you swipe on a daily basis, and they give you a loan based on that. So if you're doing – Anywhere as low as $5,000 worth of Visa sales, up to over $50,000, they'll give you a loan based on that. And I like to do a gauge, like, if you're doing $5,000 worth of Visa sales, you could get anywhere from five dollars to $10,000. If you're doing twenty-five, 000, thirty thousand dollars 30000 which is easy attainable if you're doing, like, a franchise, a restaurant, stuff like that. Right,
4: right, five right.
2: $55,000 in a loan.
4: Now, now, tell me this. What if... I'm not doing all those transactions, but say I just got a big, fat contract. I'm signing that contract today. It's for $25,000 for me to coach somebody, and I need to hire a few people to get it primed, and I don't have that capital. You have anything that's out there for somebody, I have a signed contract, you know, I'll probably be invoicing, but I just need a little juice to get it started. Are you working with anybody that can help with that kind of funding?
2: most of the ones i just spoke about don't go up for contract and they have restricted industries like they don't okay. lend to freight and shipping companies they don't lend to financial okay. services real estate um stuff like that uh you know insurance companies they mostly yes, lend towards restaurants um hair salons barber shop lounges because those are businesses that get customers coming in every day and do every day. heavy transactions every single day now You may have some other alternative finances that I'll speak to about real quick, such as factoring, where, say, if you get a contract, a large order, or, say, like, if you have a uh, clothing company and you have a large order coming from a few stores, but you have to pay off your vendor in China, you could go with a factoring company that basically evaluates your order that's coming in from the retail. And then what they do is they go in and they go pay off your vendor and then when you do your delivery, they do a holdback of 25% or until they get paid back. They work it out and say, hey, you know what, we'll go in there to your vendor and pay your invoice of $100,000 because you're about to get $300,000 from, you know, Macy's, for example. And that's a prime example. Mm-hmm. I have a Princeton by Kwame, Kwame that was on the apprentice. I had to get a factoring loan because he had a large order coming from Dillard's and Macy's to fill for the fall they already have their vendor in China that's doing the ties and the bow ties. So what I did was I got them a $150,000 factoring loan that went in there, paid the vendor so that he could get his orders filled, and then when the money came in from Macy's and Dillard, they got paid back. And then any time now going forward, they go and go back to that company and uh, pull their orders.
4: So, So tell me this, most of these businesses that we're talking about, seem like they need to be in business in order to take advantage of some of these types of loans, so they can show some kind of track record so the exactly deposits or the positives so these are, these loans are not for the startup these not for the startup. I get
2: call, right I get calls from startups every day uh off of my ads and uh my websites, but unfortunately, all these banks don't want to see a track record um you can be in business as less as six months. Um, but you got to have that six months worth of track records and say, hey, we're rocking and rolling. This is how much we got coming in, but we just like to have, like, some working capital to expand our business. And they're based on that. But a year and above, you're good to go. And, okay. Mark, the key thing is that it's not as much paperwork as when you're going to, to, to traditional banks for, like, an SBA loan. Um, they could lend as, as little as one bank statement. Um, some of the merchant processing companies, uh, merchant cash advance companies will do one bank statement uh, or up to three months' worth of bank statements and three months' worth of merchant processing to see how much you swipe on a daily basis and see what you got coming in monthly. We have a simple application that they could download on my website, www.appliedservicegroup.com, and they could download the uh, the one-page application. And we could get you an answer as quick as 24 hours to see if you're qualified and how much of a loan you could get.
4: Let me ask you a question about merchant accounts. Do you consider PayPal and Square merchant accounts, or does it need to be a merchant account with a bank?
2: Now with the alternative merchant accounts, like you said, PayPal and Square, now a lot of the merchant cash advance companies are looking into that for sales. I've had uh, one company – uh lend a clothing store money based on their square sales, uh because that okay. goes directly into the bank account and some of them also evaluate in PayPal as well.
4: Okay. So they're they're looking at those, but really you really tell them about your standard merchant accounts that banks offer.
2: Yes. huh. you got some okay. coming from Chase, Bank of America do processing, then you got other companies like InfoTech, Um, You know, those are some of the popular ones that basically set you up for your merchant processing. And the key thing is that you don't have to switch it because a lot of times, and I just want to break down some of the myths, a lot of um, business owners say, hey, I like my processing company. I don't want to switch it. You don't have to switch it because a lot of the cash advance companies work with a lot of processing. What they do is they establish a lockbox system where when you batch your daily um, swipes, from your processing to your business bank account, before it gets to your business bank account, it goes into the lockbox system of the Merchant Cash Advance. So say, like, if you swipe $200 for the day, before you batch it you into your business bank account for that day, it goes into the lockbox system set up by the uh, Merchant Cash Advance company. They take out $20 or $30, and then you get the rest of your money, and they just do that until they get paid okay. back. All right.
4: So in the payback, that's one thing we you, you mentioned something earlier. You said three months, six months. What's the average? You know, if I got five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, say I need a ten. So how long? How do they calculate how long it will take for me to pay them back?
2: Uh, it really depends on the business that you have, your credit score, how long you've been in business, and how much you borrow. But on average, uh, okay. average loan is say twenty five thousand dollars, they'll give you anywhere from six months to a year to pay back. Okay. All right, but it's not and, long-term, Like, Go ahead. Oh, yeah, and the key thing is there's no prepayment penalty. So say, for example, uh, if you have an order coming in, but you just got to make it through, like, hey, I got to pay rent, I got to pay staff, but I know this order's coming in by the end of May, you get a $25,000 loan. If your order comes in and you get $100,000, you can pay that right back with no penalty. Wow.
4: That's pretty hot, man. So tell me once again the industries that lend themselves more towards this type of lending than um, that they look highly highly favored.
2: Yes, the sweet spots are restaurants, bars, lounges, uh, liquor stores, hair salons, barbershops, sneaker stores, clothing stores, your mom-and-pop business that you pass on an everyday basis when you're in the strip mall, in the mall, um, you know, when you're at the corner store, the bodegas, the delis, those are the sweet spots. The ones that they don't really lend to because it's a high risk industry for them or they're not they don't get paid every day are real estate companies, insurance companies, accounting firms, um, shipping, uh, freight companies, they don't uh, lend to those companies. Okay. Well, Carl,
4: man, you gave us a lot of good information. Why don't you tell us again how we can get in touch with you? I'll make sure to post. If you send me something that you want me to post when I repost this show, uh, I'll be more than ha- happy to have it on the, um, on the posting. But tell us how to contact you and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, well, they could contact me. on uh, My number direct is 347-581-1611. My name is Carl Agard. Our company is Applied Service Group, and you can go online to our website. It's Applied A P P L I E D Service S E R V I C E Group G R O U P dot com. Applied Service dot group, com. And you could uh, go on, you see about the criteria, what's needed, and we have a form. You could click and fill out information. And what we do is we'll email you back a, a one-page application. You can also do an application online. And we also have a blog on our website where you could read um, helpful tips. I have a blog there right now, as you speak, where you could go and read about the pros and cons of doing a merchant cash advance loan.
4: So if here in Atlanta, if we did want to talk to someone, we can... Talk to Brother Washington. He he seems to be pretty fired up about this too, McKinley. So uh he's gonna be in the middle of that mix too, trying to help do these loans.
2: So Yes, uh huh, and Brother uh, Washington, he's our uh Atlanta rep. Um he's doing a phenomenal job and they could uh, contact him. And uh we're also gonna be doing seminars. We uh we're teaming up with uh commerce, chambers of commerce, um non um Anywhere uh, that we could get the business owners so that we could tell them the pros and cons because a lot of business owners don't know about this. Um, this has been an industry that's been going for the last three to four years with the banks not lending like they used to anymore. They're very restrictive. They want higher credit scores, more paperwork involved, tax returns, and so on and so forth. This yeah, is a growing industry, and it's definitely stop, solving stop a lot talking, of problems.
4: Man. Stop talking. I've got to get tissues out, man, because <laughs> I put a lot of stuff together. So, Kyle, kind I of want to thank you for being on the show, man. Um, we're probably gonna have Mac on here one day, uh, so he can talk about what he's gonna do here in the Atlanta market. But so I appreciate your information, and I appreciate you spending some time with me this evening. And look forward to trying to get you on some panels on some events here in Atlanta that I'm working on. All
2: right, definitely. I'm, I'm sure. ready for I'm ready for you, uh, Mark. Thanks again. Thanks all for having right. me. All right,
4: all right. So we're gonna go to break real quick, and when I come back we're going to use the money that we can get quickly to learn how to market our businesses in ways that we didn't know we could as small businesses. So I'll be right back. You're listening to Mark Parham, Cap Builder Talk.
0: Not knowing what to do, you do nothing. But if you do something, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about your options. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council.
4: Professional photos that pop are essential for models and actors. Images that show love and connections within a family are memorable keepsakes. Contact Tammy McGarity Photography today. As a model actress turned celebrity photographer, Tammy has a gift for capturing your authentic moments. Call 404-490-2426 or visit com today.
0: You are a waste. Welcome back to the Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business and our community today.
4: Hey, this is Mark Parham. I'm back. We just got through talking about how to fund your business, unconventional ways of funding, things that you can do to help yourself get money today, as Carl said, within the next 48 hours. Now, what you do with that money is something else. He mentioned something about marketing. And my next guest I'm going to have on, we're going to talk about, I shouldn't say alternative methods of marketing because these were the original methods of marketing, you know, before the Internet and everything came up. But what I want people to understand is that depending on the type of business that you have, there's different ways to market. Right now everybody's saying Internet, Internet, flyers, flyers. But you really have to create a strategy. And I'm very fortunate that because of the show, I get an opportunity to sit down and talk with people. And earlier last week, I got blown away out of a conversation I had with my next guest, Mr. Robert Watson. I mean, he talked about things about using television, and I don't want to give it away, but it just blew my mind about how simple he made it. So I'm going to welcome him to the show. Robert, welcome to the show.
3: How you doing, guys?
4: All right, man, I'm doing, I'm still, my head's still spinning from what you told me last <laughs> week. I, I tell you what I, I do, I, I take your information. i have going to read a bunch of articles, and I was just shocked at the response that I got. I mean, I have them here tonight, I've been reading them. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Robert, first, before we get started, um, why don't you introduce yourself and your company, kind of give us that networking pitch, or what do you do for people in their business?
3: Okay, Uh, my name is Robert Watson. I'm the president of Team Media. Uh, We are media buyers and planners. In essence, I just buy media. Um, I tell people I'm Paul Revere. I'm just in the business of delivering messages. Uh, I'm not a marketing guy. I'm the geek behind the marketing guy. I'm the guy that, you know, sells products through numbers. So demographics, uh, regions, networks, different platforms. So I take people's budgets. And I do market research to find the best effective medium to deliver the message, no matter what the budget is, whether it's $200 or $20,000 or $200,000. There's always a medium that can help deliver the message to help you ask more people for money.
4: But your business, you do, now you have other people there that help with some of the other stuff, though. The whole, Mm -hmm. you know, people come to you, they don't really understand marketing, so they don't even know what their message is. So you help people develop their message too,
3: correct? Yeah, you know, preferred network. Or, you know, I work for a lot of marketing people. So, you know, I have clients that specialize in different areas. So if a small business comes gotcha. to me and it's a hair salon, I go like, yo, I know someone who specializes in hair salon marketing. Let me put you in touch with them and they can okay, help you write that marketing plan. Yeah.
4: So, and so once they get that message, that's when they come back to you, Paul Revere, and say, go tell it on the mountain.
3: Yes, sir. Tell them, and then it's our job to tell you know, whether we want to get on horseback, cartage, cell phone, text <laughs> message, how are we going to deliver that message that the British are coming. That's, that's my job.
4: <laughs> that's your job. So, yeah. so let's talk about, I mean, you kind of blew me away with some of the things I just thought were super expensive, like mm-hmm. uh, billboards, for example. You know, you see these billboards all over Atlanta, and you just think, like, man, it must cost a lot to do that. Let's talk about that as a medium. Why would someone even consider using a billboard to market their business?
3: Uh, the way I describe billboards to people, uh, billboards are messages spread out front. So the day you open up your business, most people, whether it's in an office space or in a office park or in a shopping center, first thing you do, you put a sign out front. And that sign will attract people who pass by that sign. So if it's in your office building, it's people that walk by your front door. If it's in the shopping centre, it's the people that frequent that shopping center. So you'll see a lot of businesses in the shopping center and they'll get the people who go on to Walmart or go on Publix or whatever and that's how they get their consumer base. But the people driving up and down that street don't even know that your business exists inside that shopping center, right? So then that doorboard is that exact same message. Just a little bit further out front. So now it's in front of 100,000 people or 5,000 people. And so now 5,000 people know that you're in that shopping center that would have never known you were in there. And I think a lot of people, when you really think about it, sometimes you go into a shopping center and you say, man, i never knew this place was here. I've been driving by here or driving three miles by. is because, they, they, you know, no one knows you're in that space. So billboards are a great way to put that exact same message that's on the front of your door. Just a little bit further out front for so people to let you there.
4: So, what's different today about billboards versus yesteryear?
3: Uh, digital billboards. I mean, you know, you got two different kinds of billboards you got static and you got digital. So, the attractive part of digital is uh, with a large majority of digital billboard owners, you know, they can give you, they'll do the artwork for free. Um, you can update them and change them as much as you like. And you can also rotate different messaging. So uh, you probably never pay attention to it, but when you drive by, you may, if you look at the of Donuts digital billboard in the middle, in the morning, it'll be coffees and donuts, or the bagel sandwiches, you know, the croissants and, and coffee. And then in the afternoon, mm-hmm. it'll switch to donuts, and then in the evening, it may switch to something else. So with the digital messaging, you can do different calls to actions during different times of day to influence people to, you know, patronize your business all day, or, um if you're in business and sales are kind of bad and Monday, Tuesday when it goes well, you can immediately change your digital billboard and have a half price sale on Fridays. You know what I mean? Wow. so, you know, digital time wow. cool. Um, I got a lo a law client that we're about to work with and there's a whole bunch of things you know integrate in your social media messaging, what you say on Twitter can immediately be on your billboard and all kinds of things. So you can really talk to people faster and not to worry about production and waiting for things to to be installed and have to live with that message for a certain period of time. You can test out different calls to action all the time. So they're kind of hot.
4: Yeah. So people were thinking that it used to be like billboards cost a lot of money. Now with this digital, what kind of, what kind of cost range are people looking at? They were curious about doing like a digital, say they're doing a grand opening and we're running for 30 days. You have to sign long, yeah. long-term contracts or how does it work? If I want to use a billboard right now to say, my car having the best business coach, this side of Mississippi or whatever. How, how do I how do I package that? How much does
3: that cost? I mean, you know, of course, uh, in outdoor they love to get you to buy three, six month, twelve month contracts, and they'll
4: okay. lower the
3: pricing. You know, so the longer you permit it out, of course, the lower the monthly cost would be because they don't have to worry about reselling that inventory. But in the digital gotcha. space, you know, you got some companies that don't even really sell by the week or the month; they sell by the impression. So you don't even have to buy the actual space. You can just say, I just want to create a certain amount of pressures or you have other companies that, you know, let you buy it for a week or for thirty days. And there's different kind of little tricks to what time of the day you buy, what time of the month you buy, what kind of inventory you buy. So there's always little um little gems and nuggets on how to buy the medium at, at, you know, when you buy, buy at the end of the month. If you buy at the end of the month, then all the inventory for next month is unsold. So they're more aggressive. They, you know, they may want to sell it and reduce the price, you know, and give you a great 30-day deal because the inventory is wide open because no one bought it for the first 29 days. You know what I mean? But but you
4: help but you help us make that decision.
3: Yes, yes. I mean You know, okay. I'm the guy. The easiest way to do business with me is give me a budget, you know, which is generally right. like 25% of your growth. Uh, if it's new product launch, right, you we probably ta- want to be the...
4: Yeah, we, we were talking about that the other day. We were talking about businesses. Repeat the statements you were making about business owners that come to you and so say they don't have money for marketing and things like this.
3: Yeah. Um, most people... Uh, I am pleas- I wasn't pleasantly surprised to notice that a lot of people start businesses and they allocate no money for marketing. None at all. And, um, you know, they've built the space. They've got the the nice hardwood floors. They got the fancy furniture. They got all this stuff. But when you ask them for money, to ask more people to give them money, they don't. They have no budget allocated for that. And uh, I don't know if you guys were watching the news today, but you know USA Today and all the places that came out and talked about the the most frequented and most visited retailers in the country. And you know Walmart was number one. Uh, uh, McDonald's number two. Subway's number three. uh, um, it uh, was another, you know, four or five. But coincidentally, co- coincidentally, they were also the number one advertisers. So it's no coincidence that if you advertise, you get more business.
4: <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's simple math there. Yeah, so, yeah. so we were talking about the billboards. Now let's move to TV. When you started telling me about how I can advertise on TV – and I'm thinking like I gotta pay something like for the Super Bowl commercials or something like that. But you made it sound a lot simpler than that. So talk about that, the T V advertising.
3: T V advertising, you know, you got cable, you got broadcast, you got online, uh and you know, and then you got the different guys in between the dish, the direct T V stuff like that. So they all sell advertising differently. So, you know, cable T V has paid and bulk number to networks to, to locally insert. So you take a market, I'm here in Atlanta, so in a market like Atlanta, you know, you don't have to buy the entire city. You can buy a group of zip codes and you can just advertise in that zip code. And then, of course, the cost is aggregated down. So if the whole market is $1,000, well, a group of 10 zip codes or one zone may only be, you know, $100 or may only be $10. In certain zones you're buying I have certain zones in the land where I'm buying commercials for like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars a spot. So it's a lot more affordable than what people think. Just the just assumption is they think it costs a lot, but you can micro market it and filter it down, you know, if you're a barbershop, you don't really care about advertising ninety miles away from your barbershop. You just really care about that ten mile radius. Well, you can buy in that ten mile radius you can advertise for two or three, four or five hours a spot and, and get and get the rewards.
4: Wow, so I can kind of pick, if I'm regional or local, you know, a restaurant or, you know, a jazz club or something like that, I don't want, you know, people are not going to drive more than 15 miles to get to me anyway, so I just market using television and my uh, billboard and everything like that within that 15-mile radius, and a lot of people know I'm there now.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, Mark, the great thing about technology is it allow small business owners to be big business owners in their small markets. So you know, um, um, you know, you, you may look at the bigger guys, like the bigger lawyers or the big car dealers, and you, you see them all over the place. But if you're a low, if you're a small car dealer in one spot in town, for a frac for with your budget, you could be the big car dealer in that part of town. You can buy the billboards. You can do, you know, streaming radio it, It's is god awful cheap. You know, you can do you can do uh, local TV advertising, direct direct mail printing. Uh, you can do all those things in that small area. So those fifty to sixty thousand people that live in that five to ten mile radius from your from where you are doing business feel like you are the biggest guy in town because they see you everywhere.
4: Okay, so it's and, that, and this is because of technology, right? Technology is supposed yeah. to do this.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, technology, especially in the TV land, because digital, now now with the digital signal, you know, now you can you can go by, you know, it's almost like your cell phone. So there's technology now in mobile advertising where when people drive into a certain, when they drive within one mile of your store, that's when their advertising pops up on your, on your phone. Or um, I was telling wow. you uh, yesterday, Mark, that, you know, the great thing about technology is that every Thursday... Someone gives me another great idea. So every Thursday in my office, I allow new mediums to come into my office and show us how their mediums can deliver messages, right? And, you know, today, wow. just today, a guy comes into my office, and they got this new technology with this machine that they put up. And anybody within, like, a, a like five or, or 600 feet, when they walk by, they'll get a Bluetooth a bluetooth update through the bluetooth on your phone you'll get a message on your phone i'm i'm telling you he showed he showed me how it works so when you walk in there like if you if you're if you're the guy in the store i mean listen this, this is crazy like so if you're the guy in the store and the guy comes by say you own the pizza shop and when someone walks into the mall they got their Bluetooth phone on, and just like you get, like, you know, a message on your iPhone that says your battery is going dead or update. Mm-hmm. You'll get a message on your phone that says, you know, uh, $2 slices at JoJo's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
4: Man, yeah. I guess that's all public. Once you're on the air, you're on the air.
3: And, uh, I mean, you, got, you know, wow. I mean, you, it's your choice to receive the message, you know, So it just Mm -hmm. comes through, like, a message on your phone, and you can click on it and say, I want to view the message. But, yeah, I mean, that's technology. So you're walking by the mall, and you're just going to be inundated through your mobiles or, uh, you know. So uh, I think the message here, Mark, is with a lot of people, you need to have what they call a media mix. You've got to touch a little bit of everything. Um, I think another good example I give people is the best marketers on the planet are politicians. So if you want to if you want to market your product your product great look at what politicians do, they 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 do TV they do radio they do online they do offline they they shake hands they hold babies they sign T-shirts they do everything you, they don't everything do yeah and that's why they win and you know that's what you need to do as a, even as a small business you just still do a little bit of everything in your area and ask more people for money you know, that's my model.
4: Now you you made some comments about. You know, because I was talking about my big social media stuff and people are telling me, oh, you're sending too much stuff. And so it has to be a balance. Let's talk about the Internet and social media and how that plays into an overall marketing strategy.
3: <laughs> I, I heard that statement. I, I personally disagree. I mean, you know, people, what is spam? Spam is only spam when you don't care about it, right? But when you do right. you care about the message, it's not spam anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So spam is just something to how you feel about that independent message. So, you know, you may get these emails in your email boxes all the time, you're tired of being spam, but when it's something you care about, then people say, oh, yeah, I got an email about it. So spam is relative to how you feel that day or how you feel about that message. So, you know, if you're emailing people all the time and they say you're emailing too much, then they they may want to opt out of your list. But that one time you email them something that's important to them, then all of a sudden, they uh-huh. won't be bothered by all the emails. You know what I mean? So it's not. All right, gotcha,
4: gotcha. It's not fair. <laughs> you know? So, staff is a relative thing. <laughs> it's a bit of how I feel today. Okay. You know, but yes. I'm trying to, you know, and I, I didn't get a lot of response from that. Most of the response I get from people says, I love your content, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to be sensitive to it because, you know, I want to do the right thing. I don't want, cause I know how I feel when people are sending me a lot of stuff, but. Um, but it, you might be right, you may have been having a bad day, and they are like uh oh, mark again, you know, but yeah. the fact is is that I get a lot of open, so people must like what I'm sending, but yeah. it's still I'm still trying to be you know focused on uh i mean I, what I, I do. I,
3: do I think you should email somebody four or five times a day? no, but
0: you know no. but
3: at the same time, what I'm saying is 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 that there to me there's no such thing as. Too much marketing or too much advertising.
4: Gotcha.
3: You know what I mean? Because gotcha. you never know. Like, look at some of your greatest examples. You know, like, look at PS90. PS90X or P90X, whatever you want it is, Like, they've been running that same commercial for five years. then so they know eventually, somebody's yeah. going to.
4: Yeah.
3: Right? You're going to wake yeah. up one day, you're, right. you're going to look in that mirror, yeah. and you're going to be like, you know what? They kind of need to try it.
4: Right. You're right. You know. Because now, now they yeah. have the Sean T that you kind of did a. Same company. Same company.
3: Same company. Same company. Yes. yes. Or what did we talk about? We talked about, like, the Pet Rock. You know, people buy, right. you can make people buy anything through advertising. If people will go on TV and order a rock and have you ship it to them, the Snuggie, <laughs> or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Or, or sitting on the airplane looking at the Sky Mall magazine, looking at the, some of the, what you may consider ridiculous products, but people are buying them. Um, I think one thing I said to you that kind of, Took you aback was, you know, my philosophy is people inherently want to give away their money. People don't like to hold their money, and they like to give the money to people who ask often and and ask in an impressive way. You know, just yeah, you you mentioned
4: that uh, being I like your analogy about Bing and Hulu. You know, I heard of them, they had been around a long time until they started advertising on TV. Yeah,
3: you were asking about the, you know, the comparison is internet and traditional, you know, and I would tell you that, you know, when you really break down the cost, the internet really costs more than traditional advertising. But you can buy the $0.25 cents or $0.10 cents at a time, so it appears to be less. But, you know, the, the, the people sometimes like to focus on the people who do it against the grain and not the people who do it in the grain, and they try to build their business models on the people who, who I don't want to say got lucky but did it slightly a different way. You know, well this person didn't buy T V or radio or all kinds of things and they built a million dollar company, so I'm gonna do the same thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. all the, I hey if it's working for Walmart, then it can't be wrong. Walmart has over a thousand people employed to them to help them come up with the best marketing and advertising themes, whatever. And Walmart is still buying T V, radio, billboards, direct mail, coupons. So if Walmart's not changing, then why are you trying to change? Why are you trying to tell right. Walmart they're it wrong? You know what I mean? Right. You, know, or right. 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 People, you know, people always say that TV, no one watches TV anymore. But every, every time I turn the radio, everybody's talking about, you know, the housewives and so when they talk about this reality. Yeah, you're so, right.
4: Yeah, you
3: know. yeah, they're still watching it. Yeah. Even though
4: they can <laughs> TVO and stuff now, they're still watching it. Yeah, you know, but so then you know, Yeah, go ahead. Well, When people come, I want to talk more about, because we're trying to wrap up here, I want to learn more about how people come to you, and you have any specials right now. What do you got going on now, or how can people contact you to find out more information about how to do this?
3: Um, Specials, you know, I got some great billboard packages, you know, here in Atlanta. Uh, I got some good stuff going on for people in New York. You know, a lot of times, you know, when you contact us, It just gives a, you know, you're going to start with who you are, what you sell, and who you sell to. And then it's our Mm -hmm. job to take that information, research the market, and find those specials or find those great deals that fall within your budget. I would love if you contacted us first with knowing what your marketing budget is. And you can do two ways to do marketing budgets. You can say money I have on hand and money that I plan to make. So you can market backwards. You can say, okay. Rob, I want to generate $10,000 in revenue this month. Okay, then we can say, okay, to generate $10,000 in revenue, 25% of that should go into marketing. So then I need $2,500 or we're going to need access eventually to $2,500 to generate $10,000 in revenue. You know what I mean? So, you know, all gotcha. we have to say is gotcha. based on what you have. You can also, that's how most companies do it. They have what they call the projections. you got to project how much money you're going to generate how much money this advertising will generate for the company, and then you can budget accordingly. So it doesn't always have to be with the money we have in hand. It can also be with some money in hand, how much money we're supposed to generate. Uh, to contact us, um, if you got a PIN, our telephone number is 404 461 9121, and that's in Atlanta. Um, our website is Team Media Solutions. Uh, it's tricky because we have a shared M, so it's T E A M E D I A Team Media Solutions dot com, and then you know of course we got a Facebook page and Twitter accounts so It's all under the same name Team Media, and then of course you can go to yeah, my uh,
4: site. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have it all out there. As a matter of fact. If it ain't take too long, man, you have me up on a billboard somewhere, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go big, <laughs> oh. gonna look my on top of the world, kind of stuff. So, hey, but I, I'm very interested, man. All the weekend, I thought about different ways that I could be doing a better job of marketing,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and you, and I started paying more attention to commercials, even these cable commercials and things mm-hmm. like that. So, so. Well, man, I really appreciate you taking some time out this evening to come holler at me and holler at my audience about alternative methods on marketing. And I look forward to working with you and your team. You got a team too, 'cause they've been on me. They calling me.
2: <laughs>
4: you know, I love 'em, man. So anybody that's that aggressive, I don't want them to be that aggressive for me. So you already got a Thank customer. You. I just need to save up my little, you know, my little lunch money and stuff, so I can come do something with you. But I, I appreciate easy. you, man. I want to thank you for coming out.
3: Yeah, I think, and, 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 you know, my closing statement is one thing you just said is, you know, talking to people about alternative ways of marketing. I think the first step is to decide that you need to market. And be right. and and I'm going to market. I'm going to market every day. Every day I'm going to ask more people for money. And, and then marketing is easy.
4: Well, you got that right, man. I'm going to take that philosophy, ask more people for money. I say I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, my brother. I am have to wrap it up here, but I appreciate you coming out, and I look forward to our next meeting yes, with sir. your team so y'all can, y'all can put me on the right path. I need appreciate
3: to ask you, ask people for money. <laughs> all right, brother. All right, all right, all
4: right. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cappa Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions. Decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest, or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildertalk. We hope you enjoy the show.